You're listening to the Earn That Body Podcast, episode number 113. Welcome to the Earn That Body Show with Kim Eagle. Kim is an award-winning personal trainer. She trains her clients all over the world online and is passionate about empowering people by getting fit and healthy. about the overtraining syndrome, I definitely recommend that you go back and listen to that episode before you listen to today's topic about adrenal fatigue and adrenal insufficiency. Before we get to that, we're going to start with our eagle's eye on health. Today, talking about obesity boosting melanoma risk. As if obesity isn't a detrimental enough to your health, just so you know, you can add this to the list of dangers associated with obesity. New research from Sweden suggests that obesity is a risk factor for developing skin cancer. And they're saying that weight loss, and in this case, bariatric surgery, could reduce the risk of malignant melanoma skin by 61%. The study included over 2,000 bariatric surgery patients and over 2,000 non-surgery controls whose skin cancer incidence was monitored for 18 years. Aside from the significantly lower risk of developing malignant melanoma, the surgery group saw a 42% reduction in skin cancer in general. This finding supports the idea that obesity is a melanoma risk factor and indicates that weight loss in individuals with obesity can reduce the risk of a deadly form of cancer that has increased steadily in many countries over several decades. It's just one of those things that, you know, being obese is obviously a great strain on the body, a great strain on the heart, but it affects so many so many factors in the body, so many systems in the body. So it doesn't really surprise me that melanoma would also be that risk, but sometimes we just don't even think that far ahead. So, you know, it's always something, um, it's sad when, when there is someone who is very obese because that type of weight loss is a whole different game. And that's why they talk about using the bariatric weight loss uh, surgery to help them. And in some respects, even though I would generally say like, never get surgery to lose weight. For someone who's obese, sometimes they have to because that is still safer than dying, having the heart attacks, the strokes, or potentially even dying from a melanoma. So I just thought that was a very interesting spotlight for the eagle's eye on health. Now today we're talking about adrenal fatigue and also adrenal insufficiency, and there are some differing factors then between those. Um, It's interesting because for many years now, I've seen so many of my friends and athletes who, who, as I talked about last week, sometimes I see these people dig themselves into a very deep hole because of all the overtraining and the overexercise and the not eating enough. And I always have told myself, oh, they're going to get adrenal fatigue. They're going to get adrenal fatigue. And it's kind of become just this sort of natural word that that we've all heard or two words adrenal fatigue is too but um we've kind of just all learned to say that now as sort of this deep fatigue in the body but not really knowing exactly what it meant and when i went to do a lot of the research for this podcast episode today i didn't even realize that in the medical world in the western medical world with the doctors they don't even 
believe basically in adrenal fatigue. It's not actually something that they discuss. So there's this very big tension between alternative practitioners and medical doctors when it comes to this syndrome that we call adrenal fatigue. The the alternative practitioners, they say it exists and the MD side says it does not. So let's talk about what, what these two differences are between adrenal fatigue and sufficiency and what the medical world is saying about them. According to the Mayo Clinic, the definition of adrenal fatigue is that it is a term applied to a collection of nonspecific symptoms such as body aches, fatigue, nervousness, sleep disturbances, and digestive problems. The term often shows up in popular health books and on alternative medicine websites, but it is not an accepted medical diagnosis. Proponents of adrenal fatigue say it is a mild form of adrenal insufficiency, which can be caused by chronic stress. Now, according to naturopathic doctors, holistic nutritionists, and others, adrenal fatigue is a condition where the adrenal, the adrenals, which are the glands that sit right above the kidneys, are not producing enough cortisol. And cortisol is that hormone that plays a role in managing stress, regulating metabolism, sleep, blood sugar, and inflammation. Existing blood tests, according to this theory, are not sensitive enough to detect such a small decline in the adrenal function, but your body is. That's what the natural paths are saying, okay? Now, what is adrenal insufficiency? Because that's what they're saying. It, you know, Adrenal fatigue is like a low level turning that will turn into adrenal insufficiency over time. So that is referring to an inadequate production of one or more of the hormones produced by the adrenal glands as a result of an underlying disease. Primary adrenal insufficiency is also known as Addison's disease, and it occurs when the adrenal glands are actually damaged. Signs and symptoms of adrenal insufficiency can include fatigue, body aches, unexplained weight loss, low blood pressure, lightheadedness, loss of body hair, skin discoloration. Adrenal insufficiency can be diagnosed by blood tests and special stimulation tests that show inadequate levels of the adrenal hormones. So again, doesn't it sound like adrenal fatigue is just basically some low-grade adrenal insufficiency? It's possible, but since we cannot do a blood test to really identify adrenal fatigue, you have to be very careful when you take a diagnosis like that from an alternative care provider. And that being said, just know that I am all for alternative medicine. And my background, what I studied in graduate school was Eastern medicine. I am by training an acupuncturist. So I am all for alternative care. But I do need to remind everyone that it is very important that whenever we get a diagnosis like this or whatever it may be, that we do enough research or that we make sure there is research on what we're being told we have, right? So what I see a lot happening is these naturopaths or these alternative type nutritionists, 
They say, you have adrenal fatigue, you need this supplement, this supplement, this supplement. And and I sell it here. And so they sell you all these supplements. And that's where I start to get very concerned. (laughs) So when, when they're selling all these things, it makes me think, well, it's about the money. It's about the sale of the product. You know, shouldn't they be requesting that you see the doctor? Shouldn't you be getting adequate testing for your adrenals with a real blood test, not just a saliva test? Because usually these alternative care practitioners will give you a saliva test and they are not very accurate. So you want to make sure if something is really going wrong in your body and you think it's getting worse and worse, you might need to see a doctor first. All right. It's not the end of the world to see the doctor to get their opinion and then to get the alternative practitioner's advice as well. Because what if you find out that what you have is actually a bigger problem, a bigger disease, something causing all that damage in the adrenals potentially, right? Uh, As I said, some alternative practitioners will do that saliva test and what they're testing is for your cortisol levels, but the medical community says that a saliva test is not that accurate. You would always want to go with a blood test because it's a much better way to actually measure your cortisol levels. Um, A lot of alternative providers are also going to want you to change your diet. I don't have a problem with them making nutritional recommendations, but when they say go on a paleo diet for this adrenal problem, uh, eliminate dairy for this adrenal problem from the Western medical side and all that they're looking at, there's zero evidence to show that these dietary changes are gonna help you manage the stress that you're having or help you feel more energetic, which is you know, generally why you went in there in the first place. You went in there, you said, I have all this stress, whether it's physical stress or emotional stress, I'm so lethargic and these are my symptoms and they tell you you have adrenal fatigue and you need to go on these diets. Well, in the Western world, they're saying those diets are not going to change the symptoms that you have. There's no research to back that up. Now, what is agreed upon in regard to the fatigue and the stress symptoms? The naturopathic uh, providers, practitioners, and the medical doctors are gonna say basically the same thing in how you care for yourself, meaning you should be eating whole foods, you should be eating lots of vegetables, heart-healthy fats, lean protein, you wanna limit your processed foods, you wanna limit any added sugars. You wanna cut down probably on caffeine. You definitely need to cut down on alcohol. All of that is going to impact your energy, your overall sleep, and potentially get your system back on track. At the end of the day, it's about taking care of your overall health, and that is gonna benefit you and anybody who has these symptoms more than anything else getting your health back on track, okay? It's not always about doing some extreme diet or taking a bunch of supplements. No matter if we call it adrenal fatigue or adrenal insufficiency, it means learning how to deal with stress. And that could be, again, it could be an emotional stress. It could be stress from work. It could be stress from family. It could be stress from exercise. People always seem to forget that exercise is a physical stress on the body. So as we talked about in the last podcast episode about overtraining, all my athletes or all my 
people out there who are going to the gym, you know, hours on end, you're putting a tremendous amount of stress on your body. When we have stress, we release cortisol in our body, the cortisol coming from the adrenals. So we've got to learn how to deal with that stress. Number two, we need to increase the sleep seven to eight hours. I'm not talking 10 or more hours. That can actually be detrimental in some ways, but you need to be getting seven to eight hours of sleep. You need to be eating healthy and you've got to stop the overtraining. If you can do those four things, you can probably reverse a lot of what's going on. It's very important, in my personal opinion, that if you're feeling extremely tired, if you're constantly getting sick, you have poor sleep, you have digestive problems that you've never had before, please see a doctor, an MD, first. I always ask my patients, uh, my clients, when they come to me and they're like, oh, I got this checked out and that checked out and these are the results. And, and it has gotten to a point where I have to say, did you see an MD? Or is this from a chiropractor? Or is this from your naturopath? Because unfortunately, the naturopath and the chiropractor might not have all the same information that a medical doctor can get. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that the naturopath is a bad thing. And often they have much better advice than the medical doctor. All I'm saying is that it is my personal belief that you should see an MD doctor first. That's where you should start. See what they have to say. And then from there, go seek that alternative care. But always rule out anything big that this could possibly be. Anything, you know, like a disease. Like they're saying, adrenal insufficiency, according to these medical doctors, is a disease or damage to the adrenal glands. That is something that you would want to know if you had something causing that other than the stress potentially as well. And it's definitely, it's so frustrating to have persistent symptoms that a doctor cannot readily explain. And accepting a medically unrecognized diagnosis from an unqualified practitioner could actually be even worse. So I know there's this very fine line of you have these symptoms, the doctor won't recognize them. They're saying you're fine. It's, there's no such thing as adrenal fatigue. That's very irritating to, for a patient to hear. I mean, you definitely have these symptoms. Don't get me wrong. I understand those symptoms are real. And if a doctor does looks at you and they do the diagnosis and they do the blood work and they say nothing is wrong with you, but you have all these symptoms, then... Go to the naturopath, go to the alternative medical practitioner, go to the acupuncturist, because then I really think that's where you're going to get the most help. But first rule out anything big that can be going on. And I'll give you a, a personal experience, not with adrenal fatigue, but with my injury lately, and if you follow me on any social media, you may have seen, I've, I've been dealing with a very weird sensation that I have in my thigh. And I've had it for almost a year now. I can't believe it's been that long. But right after Ironman, I started feeling sort of like a weakness in my quad. And every time I went for a run, it felt like this leg had already worked out for like two hours. And I went through my entire marathon training with it. And I ran a marathon this way. And I told myself, okay, after this marathon, I'm going to go to the doctor and see what's going on. I wanted to know, like, do I have piriformis syndrome? Like, you know, what could be causing this feeling that I'm having in my leg? 
And half the time I just told me I'm making it up. That's what I would tell myself. Like, I'm probably just making up this feeling in my leg. But I finally went to the doctor. And I'll tell you, even to this day, they're not 100% sure what it is. The hip doctor did do an x-ray. And I do have a, a bony protrusion in my hip. And he was certain that I had a labral hip tear. And I was certain that he was wrong. <laughs> and he was like, no, I'm almost positive you have a labral hip tear. You know, women of your age that are athletes, it's like, and I'm making up this number, but it's something like 80% of you have a labral hip tear and you are a dancer. So you've probably had it a long time and you have this bony protrusion, which could have caused the hip tear, all this stuff. Anyway, we got the MRI. And I do have a labral hip tear, but I still wasn't confident that that was creating this sensation that I have going in my thigh. I don't really have a lot of pain. And it just, to me, it just something wasn't, didn't, I wasn't just a hundred percent sure. So yes, I got a steroid shot. It didn't really do that much for me. So it made me even more want to make sure that I was getting the right diagnosis. So I had to take action by going to another doctor. I went to a my intern doctor and he referred me to a neurologist. And the neurologist did all kinds of nerve tests and they just did another MRI. And to come up with all of it, it sounds like at the end of the day, it's from my labral hip tear. I feel better because I went to all these doctors, I got my MRIs, I did the research in the medical Western world where we can get an MRI to see if we have a tear, you know, these important things. I can get a nerve test to see if I have peripheral neuropathy. I was able to rule these things out. And then even while I was going through all that, I was seeking alternative care. I was getting acupuncture. And it's probably one of the only things that has helped me with the sensation in my thigh. So again, I went to the doctor because I want to get as much information as I can, but I'm going to seek alternative medicine for how I treat it right now. That's what I'm getting at with medical and alternative because I don't want people to walk away from this episode thinking, okay, she's totally against alternative medicine because again, I'm way more for alternative medicine than I am Western. However, in cases like adrenal fatigue and adrenal insufficiency, it can be very, very serious. And because of that, I do think it's important to get that medical advice first. Now, back to adrenal fatigue, back to adrenal insufficiency. If you have these symptoms, again, it probably started when you had that overtraining syndrome for most people. Or you're just burning the candle at both ends and the stress has gotten so high that it has taken you to this point where you're at this adrenal level fatigue or insufficiency. I really don't care what we call it. At the end of the day, they're pretty close to being the same thing. There may be just different levels of it and one can be more detected than another. But if you're at the point where you do a blood test and you're under so much stress and there is no cortisol showing, then it probably means the adrenal glands are at some point damaged. And I think that's the problem that a lot of doctors have with the whole adrenal fatigue, because a lot of practitioners will tell you, well, you've been burning the candle at both ends, you've had so much stress in your body for so long that your adrenals are no longer producing cortisol. And a doctor's perspective is when you are at your highest levels of stress, you will have your highest levels of cortisol. There is no proof 
to show that the adrenals are burned out, what, what so many practitioners call it. There is not such thing as a burnout that they can test for. But if you do have really low levels of cortisol, maybe there is some damage and it could be an, an even bigger underlying problem, more than just what we're saying is stress on the body. So these are real things. These are real syndromes, whether you ask the doctor or a practitioner. And what you really need to make sure is that you're not ignoring it and letting it get worse and worse. Because eventually this will turn into such sort of an illness or you'll get so sick from this and so depleted that you will no longer be able to work out. You will no longer be able to take care of yourself. You can get so depleted. And it's happening, I feel like, to more and more people because we live in a time where we just push, 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 push. And if you keep doing that, eventually the body just can only withstand so much. So it's my personal recommendation if you're feeling any of these really overwhelming symptoms of fatigue and they are affecting your life and your exercise and your sleep and your digestion, all of that, it's my personal recommendation. You see a medical doctor first, then make sure that you're not overtraining. And if you are, I want you to just cut back right away. See if you feel better after cutting back. Then I want you to bump up that healthy eating, really focusing on real foods that have like one to three ingredients in them. So what does that mean? That's like the real food, like an apple has one ingredient, apple. I don't want you eating foods that are so processed that there is an entire paragraph on what's in them. Really focus on the, the fruit, the vegetables, getting in solid protein, enough healthy fat, a lot of people are just taking all that fat out of their diet and their bodies are suffering and getting depleted because you need a certain amount of healthy fat. I want you to drop alcohol for a little while. If you're feeling these things, let's get rid of the things that bring the body down. And alcohol is really more of a downer. It's not lifting you up. And a lot of depression can happen from drinking alcohol itself and alcohol also affects our sleep. So let's drop the alcohol right now Start hydrating with a ton of water. Really start getting the system balanced, hydrated. Make sure you're taking in enough calories. I'm seeing so many people starving themselves. They don't realize it. I have clients that come to me and they're like, no, I'm sure I eat enough. That's not the issue. Then I have them food log for one day and they are like under 1,100 calories. But they were certain they were eating enough and they were not. I need you to focus on sleep. You need seven to eight hours a night. That's sort of your minimum. You really, really need that. It really has to be a priority. And then the last thing I would highly encourage you to take on is to start meditating. And I've done a podcast on meditation. So check out earnthatbody.com. Go to the tab that says podcasts. Scroll down. Find the one on meditation. I've done a podcast on how to get better sleep. Check that one out. Really start working on these things because taking care of your body as a whole, which is what a naturopathic doctor wants you to do, an alternative care practitioner wants you to take care of your body as a whole. That's all of the things I just said. Once you can do that, I truly think that you can get yourself out of this adrenal fatigue, out of this hole. 
But if you cannot do this on your own, you must seek medical care so that you do not let this continue to get worse. All right? If you're an athlete or if you're just someone who works out on a regular basis and you have no idea if your nutrition is on track, if you feel like I just maybe touched something when I said, I have clients who think they're eating enough and they're absolutely not, if you think that could be you, let me know. Let me find one of my programs that might benefit you, or maybe I can refer you to a book or one of my podcasts or something that will help you as an athlete or just as a person who works out a lot. You can always reach out to me directly, kim at earnthatbody.com, or feel free to check out any of my programs at earnthatbody.com. But the most important thing I want you to take away from my adrenal fatigue episode is that it's real. Adrenal fatigue and adrenal insufficiency, these are real things that happen. And it can be very difficult to get out of them once you're in them. So I'm really hoping that from last week's episode, overtraining syndrome, I can stop things before it gets to this level. Because that's sort of the pathway of what happens. You're this great person and you decided to get into a sport and then you started overtraining and then you got overtraining syndrome, but you ignored it and then you got adrenal fatigue and then you got adrenal insufficiency and now you're in bed and you really just can't do anything. I want to avoid that from ever happening to you. Thank you so much for being a listener. I appreciate all the emails that I get. I get so many great emails and people tell me, oh, I binge listened. I love your podcast. Everything's so great. You know, I appreciate this information that you put out each week. Thank you. A great way to thank me is by giving me a rating or review on iTunes or even by simply sharing a podcast episode that you love on social media. I hope you have an awesome, fantastic, and super healthy week. Never forget that I brought this podcast around. I brought the Earn That Body podcast into play to bring you health, fitness, and nutrition information that you can put into play right away. For more information about Kim Eagle's online programs, go to earnthatbody.com or check out Earn That Body on all forms of social media, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube.